Welcome to the Embracing You podcast with your host, Eric Pothen. We are all on our own unique journey to discovering ourselves. Each episode, I will help you navigate the journey within to reconnect with and discover the innate love you have for yourself. This podcast will cover topics from self-love to eating disorders and body image to mental health and to overall well-being. My goal is to help you honor and embrace yourself so you may live your most authentic life. Let's dive in. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Embracing You podcast. I am very excited about today's episode that I've been able to create for you all. And today's episode is all about expectations and This has been a very interesting subject for me to always be thinking about on a day-to-day basis, and so I thought, why not make a podcast episode out of it? And today we have a special guest uh, who is JC Lippold, and here is just a little bit of information about who he is. JC Lippold is a professional homemaker. We've all felt the power of home, yeah? When one feels safe, grounded, and comfortable, the purest potential within each person is allowed to breathe freely. JC makes home for others as a nationally renowned teacher of movement and mindset, community engager and social movement trailblazer, a theater director, and as a full-time leadership and change management coach and consultant. A 2021 graduate of the Master of Arts in Leadership at Augsburg University, JC aspires to be a masterful student each and every day. Well, everybody, JC has some really great insights and and information about how he has a take on what expectations are. So without further ado, let's dive in. Well, hello, JC. How are you doing over there today? I am doing well. How are you? Doing pretty good. I'm super excited for our conversation we're about to have today on expectations. So to start things out, uh, if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe what you do and uh, what led you to the work that you currently do today. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my name is JC Lapole. I live in uh, the Twin Cities just outside of Minneapolis. It's one of those those hard questions to answer, which will kind of lead into our expectation conversation coming up. Um, but uh, I always talk about what I do in the realm of, of being a homemaker. I, I make space where people feel um, feel at home because when we feel at home, then all of a sudden we can do the do the things that um, that are most important to us, the things that um, bring us to our core and bring us to our truth. Um, we communicate honestly when we're at home. We relax when we're at home. So uh, what does that look like in my day-to-day? Uh, I consult leadership, change management type of work in the, in the big sense. Uh, but then I work in a lot of community development in, in the theater, um, in education, in movement, um, in mindset. So um, my day-to-day is always varied, but it all comes back to that making home for people. I've been or I've had the pleasure of attending some of those events where you create that space for others. So and you do such a beautiful job with it. So thank you for for doing that. 
So today's episode is all about expectations, which they're everywhere. Uh, so how would you define what an expectation is? Yeah, and especially when we're talking about a big term that can be uh, perceived in a lot of ways, I always like to think of what's the guttural response. So when I heard the word expectation, the first thought or the first phrase that kind of haunts my mind is, I don't know what to expect. So many people won't uh, consider their investment or involvement in a situation until they know what they are walking into. If people can feel like, oh, this is this is X, therefore I can expect it's going to be all these things, then all of a sudden, what are we really doing? We're providing protection. We're providing a fence around ourselves and our comfort that allow us to be um, embraced in the way we, we feel we're supposed to be embraced. It allows us to uh, also take on the, the bad stuff that we assume people are going to put onto our shoulders. Um, so expectations, uh, we can look at that internally, like what are the expectations we have for ourselves, for others. But I think uh, the root of expectations comes within that relationship of, of where do we feel safe? Um, where do we not feel safe? And how do we get ahead of that game so we're never walking into an unsafe space? Absolutely. So it's almost like as if we are wanting that certainty, knowing about what we're going to step into. And, and once those expectations are known, then we finally have the certainty to kind of step into that space. So that's a really beautiful insight onto what expectations are. Um, do you think it's healthy to have expectations in general? Whether I think it's healthy or not, it is natural. Um, whether it's natural because of the systems that we exist in and are exposed to, or whether it's natural at an intrinsic human level, I take that one step past knowing that we exist in a world of expectations that we put on ourselves, that others put on ourselves, knowing that expectations are a part of our existence and going, how do I create a healthy relationship and an awareness of the expectations that I have, that others have? I think that's, that's the way that I uh, look at that question. Yeah, so I've been very guilty of always having high expectations of myself. Um, and I think for me, I'm becoming more and more aware of how much stress having such high expectations of myself causes. Um, and I agree with you that, you know, expectations are everywhere. And I believe it's important to have expectations of ourselves. But really, where do you think that line is drawn from having healthy expectations of ourselves to maybe having too high of expectations of ourselves? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if, if we look at, like, if we make this a non-reactive expectation conversation, uh, meaning um, I'm going to choose uh, the expectations I place on myself, and I'm going to be aware of the expectations that I have no control over that are placed on me, I like using the analogy of, um, of like a fence. So you have your, your little house and you choose where you place your picket fence. Um, normally, um, the fence goes around what you, around what you own, um, uh, about what you protect, about what you see as having value. Um, why do you put the fence up? In order to, I think, do a couple of things. Number one, to provide you um, a pathway to understanding uh, what it is that that is within your realm and your ownership within what you love and what you care for. And also for those people around you, 
um, to go, okay, that is, that is what they are protecting. Um, that is what is important to them. Now, if we, if we look at that, um, what are the expectations that people place on themselves um, to be better, to be smarter, to be stronger, to grow, to make more, to do more? And it gets easy to make the laundry list of expectations that, uh, that are really easy to think are important. And sometimes they are. Uh, but most of the time we go, okay, I need to get good grades. I need to get all of my work done and be the best employee. I need to be the, uh, the best friend. I need to be the best partner. I need to be the best citizen and neighbor. Um, notice the commonality in all these expectations. It's being better, being more, stronger, harder, faster, deeper. There's a lot of unhealthiness within that constant striving for being more. Uh, so that expectation of where I am today, if I work hard and care, care, care completely, that it's going to bring me to this higher place, that's where all of a sudden expectations not only become unhealthy, but also break down that fence that we set up around what is special to us. And all of a sudden, that's when unhealthy situations can easily present because that fence starts to fall down. Absolutely. And I think what we're starting to touch on here at the surface, I think, is the concept of boundaries. And, you know, when you talked about setting up that fence, not only are we setting a boundary for ourselves and where we are comfortable and where we kind of feel at home, but then we are also almost setting that boundary for others as well with where that fence line is drawn. So the question I have for you is well, what happens then if we do not meet the expectations of other people. Like, how can we as human beings respond to that um, in, a, in a more thoughtful and mindful way? Absolutely. Think of it this way. Let's say um, someone invites you to go to a, um, an event where there's going to be movement. There's great... Um, vulnerabilities when it comes to moving with other human beings. Um, so often the questions start with, well, well, what are we going to be doing? How hard is it going to be? Is it going to be a yoga thing or a hit thing? Am I going to have my butt kicked? Who's going to be there? Is this being put on by an existing community or, or a gym? Da, 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 da. We ask those questions. Why? Because we are wanting to set expectations and boundaries for ourselves because we want to feel safe. We want to feel that, um, that we're not going to be not enough or that it's, we're not going to be too much. And if we don't get those answers, then all of a sudden we walk in with this uh, assumption that something bad can end up happening, that outside, you know, walking through our fence. If we take the same scenario and rather than it being a, um, uh, a movement workout class, let's say it's a, it's a wedding. Um, let's say someone's like, hey, will you come to my wedding? We don't go, well, who's going to be there? Well, what's going to be for dinner? Well, like, like we don't ask those specifics because from the outside to the inside, there's an assumed relationship. I feel safe with you who's on the other side of the fence because you're inviting me to your wedding. So obviously we're either 
related or friends, or there's some good energy here. All of this comes down to that mindful taking of, of forming relationships, not only with people who are on the other side of the fence, but our perception of them. Because I'll say this, I didn't know what to expect, but I'm so glad I showed up because dot, dot, dot. Normally on the other side of those expectations that we set are experiences worth experiencing. Now that also opens us up to fear and nervousness and anxiety and the potential of being the outsider or the unknown, which I think then shifts that conversation of expectations and boundaries with others to what are the expectations that we, that we put on ourselves. So if we look at that, if we know that we're walking into that movement, exercise, whatever it is experience, if someone says, hey, come to this thing, it's an art fair, festival, dialogue, conversation, workout, gathering, fundraiser for all these words. We can invite these to all of this stuff all the time. If we walk in going, hi, self, here are the expectations we have. We know how we exist in social situations. We know how we treat ourselves. We know what our triggers are. We know that we are going to want to participate in this way, but not this way. We know we're going to want to stay for 10 minutes, not 15 minutes. We know we're going to be more comfortable if we show up five minutes early than showing up 10 minutes late. All of these things, what do they do? They calibrate ourselves into knowing how we operate and where that fence is around what we deem as important. And what we deem as important as humans is who we are. Like specifically, like I am unique in these ways. I don't see myself as unique because I am, I am me, but I know that I am unique because outside this fence, people are going to go, oh, you showed up differently than I showed up. And then the cool thing is that relationship of expectations that I have for myself and how someone may have relationships on the other, very rarely walking into those environments, if we know who we are and why we are and how we are today and what we are walking in with, yeah, someone may have an adverse reaction to that. But because we have that fence up, I think that's the healthy expectation to set. I know I am from there. There's a certain element of being bulletproof. And we love those people. We love the people who walk in the room, who clearly have an understanding. And that doesn't mean that they're confident. That doesn't mean that they have their shit figured out. That doesn't mean that, that they've mastered mindful existence. It, it, it doesn't mean that. What it means is right now they're willing to risk going, I didn't know what to expect, but here's the opportunity cost of me risking to be present inside my fence in a different world. Absolutely. And as I'm listening to you talk, I'm just hearing a lot of bits and pieces from previous episodes I've done. I mean, now we're tapping into vulnerability. We're tapping into self-awareness. And and I think one thing that I really love just about this picture that you painted here was that at the end of the day, all that matters and who matters the most should always be ourselves, right? Like we need to be able to know ourselves and honor ourselves and, and know ourselves, you know, through and through and be confident in that and know that, yes, we can set expectations of ourselves, but we need to make sure that we are setting expectations of ourselves that meet us where we're currently at and not going too far above our own heads where, you know, we are setting ourselves up for not meeting those expectations. Because then I think that's when we really go down the rabbit hole is when we have those unmet 
expectations. Yeah, and 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 you almost you almost stopped at a place. You know, you 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 said like when we're setting expectations for ourselves, we have to set expectations for ourselves. And then you pause for a second. And I'm like, no, like that's not a dot dot dot. That's a period. How often do we have that uncomfortable, unsatisfied feeling? Because we realize that the expectations that we've set on ourselves weren't set for ourselves. They were set in comparison to what the norm is for setting expectations for one's self. Like this moves into not only self-awareness, vulnerability, but I, 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 I uh, speak on this, um, this concept all the time. Um, I made up this word, lessish, L-E-S-S-I-S-H. Um, and this word is what happens when we, when we remove ourselves from being selfless and being selfish. Because we're not supposed to be selfish because we're supposed to always, always for others. Like, like we're supposed to give of ourselves all the time. So when we're being selfish, well, we're supposed to take ourselves out. Like we're supposed to hide that. And at the same time, when we're being selfless, how often do we get so worn down, so empty, so living up to the expectations of who we're supposed to be that even in the selfless moments, we're not there either. You take the self out of being selfless and the self out of being selfish and you're left with less and ish. It's a made up word, but it's a hell of a word. Um, how often do we feel less-ish? And I think one of the most times we feel less-ish is when we are ruminating on being an expectation setter. And we go, wow, I've spent my whole life living up to this expectation that I actually don't care about. Wow. Like I had this great idea that I cared about and I put it into a business plan and, and I started growing it and all of a sudden it didn't meet my expectations. So then I threw it out the window and then you realize that the expectation that you didn't meet wasn't yours in the first place. Now, again, if it is yours, bravo. Like if you fail your expectations, great. Then you can do this very human thing of going, huh, I set out to do X and I didn't and I really want to do X. So then what do you do? Now you can reassess, you can redirect, you can be selfish for some time, you can explore within other worlds and other pathways. And when you get back to work, you're still there because you're actually living within that fence. So yeah, it was just something that, that, that you said that, that made me go, yeah, like what if we actually set our expectations to meet our expectations, to actually own and define specificity and personality. What if what if someone put all of Eric's expectations, like what if Eric wrote out all of Eric's expectations on Eric's self onto a piece of paper and then handed it to a hundred people? What percentage of those hundred people would go, these are Eric's expectations. I can tell because I see Eric living within them. Like that's a really good sign and a really good process and practice to, to test the, the effectiveness of those expectations that you're putting on oneself. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's really powerful because I'm just thinking about that exercise right now. And it, it if I'm going to be quite honest, it I do feel like I am trying to become better of not needing to live up to the expectations others have of myself that I have deemed an expectation like of my own that I have of myself. And that's really hard and challenging work. But just that imagery of, you know, passing it out to so many people and then that identification right there of, is this really an expectation Eric would have of himself or knowing who he is? Is this just a compilation of, you know, expectations people have of him that he has now taken on as his own responsibility? Yeah, like, like you, you all of a sudden Google search 
expectations that responsible people have for themselves. Here's the list. Here's the, here, here's the meme. Here's the person to follow on Instagram who is the expectation expert. And you go, wow, these are really good expectations. I don't, I don't want any of them for myself, but I can see how someone may want that. If you're willing to have that conversation of consideration, of curiosity, of self-development, of self-awareness, of going, what do I actually expect of myself? You could literally build a dynasty off of calibrating what you expect of yourselves, what do you expect of others. Most failures in the world are failures of expectations. From the biggest corporations to the uh, most simple of relationships between two people. The expectations that we have of ourselves and of others and of theirs, of themselves and us. If we aren't aware and if we aren't mindful with those things, that's normally the failure of most situations. Yeah, so I feel like we've talked a decent amount about like the effects of expectations on self. So I'd kind of like to shift a little bit into the topic of, you know, us having expectations of others. You know, do you think we can have expectations of others and how and what might that look like? Yeah. And, you know, to something I kind of bounced before, we do have expectations of others. You know, if, if we look at self-talk, like prejudices are expectations, all, all of the ways that we attempt to become more efficient beings. Like if we walk into a room within 10 seconds, we go, okay, who, who's here? How old are they? Uh, what race? What, 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 what size? What are they wearing? Um, where are they standing? Where are they sitting? Who are they talking with? All of these things are making us aware of the expectations that we have on other people on how they are going to act individually. And again, how they are going to uh, treat us, how are they going to converse with us? How are they going to create with us? So in terms of us having expectations for other people, whether it's good or bad, we're doing it. So it comes back to that whole mindful application, knowing that this is a, a part of the human dance with other humans. Um, how do we set healthy expectations for other people? An expectation is nothing more than a tool. You know, uh, let's say a carpenter has a hammer. A carpenter is not going to ask the hammer, hammer, how can I help you build a better house? Uh, the hammer is the tool for the carpenter to decide what to do with. An expectation is neither good nor bad. You may need a paintbrush and not that hammer. So all of a sudden the hammer doesn't get used. It doesn't mean it's a bad hammer. It means that in that situation, you, you need a paintbrush. So when we're looking at expectations, because we know we've been on the other side of people having too high of expectations for us, or even within that, we've been in situations where the expectations that, that people have of us are them doing to us in that 10 seconds what we do to them. I will say most times when people know that I have some proximity to the fitness industry, ooh, they expect right away that I am going to make them feel like a horrible human being, that they don't work out more. Um, they're going to assume, um, they're gonna have the expectation that I'm going to be their, their example of what eating healthy, whatever that phrase means. They are going to, I can expect them whenever I eat Taco Bell, that they are going to be like, oh, you're eating Taco Bell? And I go, yes, I am. And all of a sudden I shift their expectation because being a fitness industry guy, all of a sudden they go, here's what we expect you to be. Um, when I, when I hold events, uh, I have, I have a big event coming up this, this next weekend, big event. What do I mean when I say big? I mean, I'm really excited about it. That's what I mean by big. These events over the last six years, we've had six attendees 
and we've had 600 attendees. The 600 attendees was no more successful than the six attendees. Why? Because the way that I set up um, what matters to me um, is not um, very KPI focused. It's like the key performance indicators I care about are intangible. They're, they're connections. They're, they're holding space for if people need space. So I, when I protect myself, the expectations I put on other people are that I, I expect that people are going to ask questions. I expect that people are going to be curious. I expect that people are going to probably not, not get me. And normally people who are doing that setting self-expectation work uh, are normally not gotten. It's like, oh, that's interesting. Tell me more about that. Oh, that's unique that you do X. Oh, that's interesting that you don't care about Y. Me setting my expectations for others is derived from me setting expectations for myself. The expectations I set for myself are derived from me doing some self-study and going, oh, apparently I am happy and healthy and whole and authentic when I do these things. So I need to protect that. I need to protect space so I can do those things because that's who I am. Then I set those expectations to protect that. And then all of a sudden, now I know how to set expectations for other people to be able to come into my yard, to be able to come and sit on my couch, using this, 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 this fence metaphor. The fence is not, it can be, and sometimes it is, a protection mechanism um, in terms of like, I'm setting expectations so I do not get hurt, as opposed to I'm setting expectations to protect the way that I know that I am optimally present in the world. Self, myself exists when I have expectations based off of who I am and then expectations for others to help them understand who I am. So then what does this do? It slows the world down. We are in this world that invites us to honor greater efficiency. Like we want, we want to move faster and faster and faster and faster and climb faster and faster. Like all this stupid stuff. I mean that um, critically, not, not emotionally. Stupid in the mentality of like, hey, just be a little bit better every day. And we say that as if that's, first of all, capable, like, like, like a, a possible thing. Be 1% better every single day. I'm 40 years old. That means I should be 14,000% better than I was the day I was born. I'm not. I don't know anyone who has ever mastered the craft of being better every day. If that's an expectation that we have of others or of self, there's probably an issue with that. Because if we don't think too hard about it, Hey, just be a little bit better than you were yesterday. Bye. What does it do? We don't think about it. So it seems like that's a rational thought. We buy into it. We sell it to other people. And then they go, okay, this is an expectation we, ha we all have for each other, which creates what? A lot of broken promises. A lot of people who say yes to everything. Why do we say yes to everything? It's derived of all these inefficient, move quickly, don't get to know anybody in the slowness, da-da-da-da-da. Because maybe the, the, the last like trail of this thought, you observe two people who clearly know each other, like know each other to a place that they can speak incredibly honestly, um, like speak the truth quickly with one another. They appear to have a great affinity for one another. They can create amazing things together. And it seems like this stuff just happens automatically and they move fast. I would bet 10 times out of 10, those people have a history of understanding expectations and boundaries of one another. So if we see that as the archetype, how do we get there? Slow down. Who am I? What are my expectations for myself to protect that? 
who are they? How can I invite them to understand me and help me protect this so that I can help them protect that? And then really cool stuff starts happening. And I think this is applicable from in, in, in every realm, self-development, relationship development, professional development, um, community engagement, getting to get into environments and know people that you do not know yet. I think this applies in all of those situations. Yeah, I love how we've kind of ended up in this place where it really all comes down to alignment with self and our own confidence in being authentic to who we are and what our values are and those values that we believe in and how we live out those values to others. And so um, I just love how we're kind of coming back to that, you know, sense of self, which leads perfectly into um, the next question I have for you. But the title of this podcast is Embracing You. So how could the concept of having expectations help us embrace ourselves a little more? Yeah. And, and, and funny, like I always, I always love, love titles of, of books and podcasts because most of the time they're short and there's a, a certain degree of uh, interpretation. I've always looked at the title of this podcast, not from the inside out, but from the other in. like for your viewers, Eric, like how can others be embracing you, you meaning Eric? Um, and I think, I think this is exactly that. The really cool gift that we give to other people when we have expectations of ourselves is we show them pathways to know us. I'm, I'm getting ready for a, a, a pretty big keynote opportunity in, in January. I don't have any intellectual property, easy access to like, oh, I just saw this guy talk and now I wanna know more. I've done a very bad job. I haven't slowed down enough to go, I'm going to put things into an easily capsulated, um, they can pick up a la carte and go, hmm, I want more of that. I have not set pathways for others to know me. Expectations are really good ways for people to know. Let's say Eric has set the expectation that Eric will not be the one who responds to a text message or an email in five seconds. Like it always takes Eric 24 hours to reply to a text message or an email. And then Eric has also put in the, the footer of, of, his, of his email signature um, and he's had the conversation with people who he texts with. He's like, hey, I, I've given myself the expectation. I need time to think about responses. I Getting a message or an email stresses me out. So I have given myself the fence to know, hey, I do not expect myself to reply right away. Others know that and they go, hey, I just shot Eric a text message. So let's come back to this tomorrow afternoon because Eric will have replied by then. Really? He's not going to reply right now? No, Eric does not reply to text messages right away because X, Y, and Z. Ooh, cool. Not only has Eric created protection and safety uh, for self, but Eric's also created a pathway for other people to access knowing you and embracing you. So I think this, this model invites people to make themselves the you and to make the others the embracer. But of course, we're always the other as well. We could be the one embracing self, embracing the person we don't know yet, and we could flip that coin upside down. That was a beautiful answer. Thank you so much for that. Um, well, I've just been so incredibly amazed with all of the insight and wisdom you've been able to provide for all of us today. Um, and so for those listeners out there that are interested in learning more about the work that you do, where can we find you? 
Yeah. And following up with what I just said, like, I don't have like, like, I'm not the podcaster. I'm not the book writer. I'm not the, um, the X, Y, Z, but I love the vessel of, of social media. I love the vessel of, of simple ways to connect with people who you may not know yet. So you can find me on, on Instagram, J-C-L-I-P-P-O-L-D. Find me on Facebook. And also I do have an app, uh, a web-based app out in the world that provides pathways and exercises, mental journaling, uh, walking meditation, and also movement calibration work. Um, and you can find that at, at app.jclippold.com. So um, those are the easiest ways. But if you want to chat, uh, find me on Instagram, uh, shoot me a message. Awesome. And I'll be sure to include that in the show notes for people. So if they are looking to continue to connect with you, they will have all of that there for them. So once again, JC, thank you so much for your time today. And I'm just amazed by all of the work that you do and the content that you put out there. And thank you for just your insight and, and making me think even more today as we had our conversation around expectations. So thank you again. Once again, I would like to give a big thank you to JC for being a guest on today's podcast episode. And I hope it leaves you thinking with the role of expectations in your life. So until next time, everybody, be gentle, offer yourself some love and self-compassion, reflect on what your expectations fence looks like, and most importantly, love yourself for who you are. Much love.